what is the correlation between staff well-being and performance in a state agency? Talk to me, Rob Brady. Mental well-being, I'm, I've now started to call it, I've started in a lot only the last few weeks calling it brain health more than anything else. Um, so if you want your team to perform at its peak performance, you need to understand who they are, how they tick, and also care and nurture their mental well-being or brain health in the environments, the culture. And otherwise you get burnout. I mean, I've experienced it myself. You know, like 2016, um, I was a sales and lettings director. I was at the height of my game to a lot of people out there, but I was driving to work every day and back and contemplating committing suicide. And it was that bad. Yeah. What, when you were going to Essex? No, Regal. When you were, wow. Didn't know that. Was that the first time you were at Regal or the second time? First time, 2016. Why is that? Um, I, we had stressful environments. I, um, was trying to live a life greater than what I had financially. So I put a massive mask on. And what was that? Just big house, big car, all that stuff. Just yeah, just lifestyle of what I was trying to do. Not necessarily a big house, but just lifestyle. And then um I a lot of I just I was a lot I was quite lost as a person, very lonely. But but you had Charlotte? Yeah, but still very lonely. That's what happens. Is that because both of you worked in the bit do you, would it have been different if you'd worked in two different businesses? Um, probably not because at the time I recognised I should have been seeing a counsellor and seeking professional help. So you were aware there was a problem, but you didn't know what, what the... I, th I actually at the time thought mental health was weak, a sign of weakness. And I was actually struggling myself, such an inner conflict. And then February, 2016, my best mate killed himself. And that has been a journey for the last seven years I've been going on. Is that, was there an element of guilt that you didn't spot that? 100%. I knew... But that wasn't on you? No, and I've, and I've come to acceptance of that. Um, I, I was going in my own, I had my own struggles and I was silent with it. I was contemplating pretty much every day, smashing my car into a barrier on the way home. And I was... Quite this, is af this is after your friend had committed suicide? Before. Okay. He saved me. So by him committing suicide, it was a shock, shock to the system. Yeah. And I saw the devastation around it. And there was things that happened with his family that started my steps of the journey of understanding who I was, my mental health, my healing, and, and also brain health, how I talk to myself, how I think about my things. And that's where I got into my coaching, how I met Kel, all sorts of stuff. But... In that journey of that, I've started to really craft and understand, especially with dealing with a lot of agents and speaking to a lot of agents in different environments and, and dealing with a lot of leaders, that um, you can't have peak performance. So if you look at it, I learned, something I learned the other day was 
if you look at your your body and your brain, your brain, your body, your hardware, and your your mindset is your software. So like, if you want peak performance, you've got to have a good running software. You've got to have the top performing software out there. But if your hardware ain't right, then it's not going to get you anywhere. So if you are in a state agency environments where it's high stress constantly with no downturn. And, and let's be honest, it is a stressful job because people are shouting at you all the time, you know, sales coming through and lettings is always people pricking up the phone with problems. Yeah, that leads then to chronic stress and anxiety and that's where that loop starts to happen and it actually changes your brain. And that was that the loop that you were in? Yeah. Because you had hundreds and hundreds of landlords and tenants. And personal stuff as well. Um, we had, we had, I'd, I'd experienced some deaths before that that I was trying to help people with. I was trying to be that white knight. I seemed to learn it was not the right thing to do. Were you trying to help? You were trying to help people with their mask and not put your own air, air supply on yourself. Yeah. So you've got a lot to thank for your friend committing suicide by actually just basically slapping you around the face, proverbially, and actually saying, "Shit, mate, you could be that kind of a you." Yeah. And that sort of led me into this whole route of looking at past environments, environments where I am now, and actually doing a lot of research and obviously going into the coaching and the learning around the correlation between the two. Can you see, you know, you come across an awful lot of estate agents. Can you see an awful lot of agents suffering? Yeah. What are the common things that they suffer from? I think sometimes you get... Uh, a lot of them suffer with anxiety. Um, About what? Well, if, you, if you're in environments of chronic stress, and it causes chronic stress over and over again, it turns into anxiety. And if you don't know how to deal with that anxiety, then it just continues, stays in a loop. In actual studies, they do say that you can actually stop the off, on-off button for that. So you have a continuous loop going in your head. So you're never going to... You might have some things to help you with your anxiety, but until you go and find the go and see a counsellor or see some a therapist and actually have professional help, that's always going to be there. It's going to be in a constant cycle. Um, and so you, I think a massive part is recognising staff well-being. And it's not a case of like, a bit like we used to have with the first aid, it's a, we've got a post on the wall, I'm here for you. It's making sure that you do have staff that have downtime as well. And actually you allow that part to it and you, bring into their one-to-ones about who they are as an individual and what I see you for the first time. I would doubt many agents watching this have one-to-ones with their bosses. If, if, or, and, or it's just a superficial, let's go through your figures. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would say um, one of the things a lot, some of the clients have started to work with and do is they, they have a thing called the Wheel of Life, which we've, we've all heard of. Rate yourself on eight metrics, fun, health, finances, family, etc. Spirit, spiritualness, not necessarily from a religious part to it, but spiritualness and how yourself you see in the world. Um, and bringing that into a one-to-one environment, I feel like you want a wife, right? You soon start to realise why your staff members struggling, why they're not performing, and what might be happening behind closed doors and having those different conversations. And also the biggest thing which I say is, stop asking your staff and just accepting okay as a response in your office. Like I said to when we got in the car, I said to you, how are you getting on? And you said, I'm good. And what did I say to you? You gave me, you asked it, what marks out of 10? Yeah. How did that change? It, it made me think. Yeah. 
And you say, having those conversations within your teams. And then you listen to my reply and then you were interested in what I had to say. Yeah. If I just said, you just said, I'm okay, like you did. You're okay at three and you're okay at seven. It's still okay. I say, if you bring those mindfulness things into your teams, first thing is huge amounts of studies that they, they actually do is not based on the financial part within a agency or any business. It's not about your salary. It's about you see me as an individual. I'm heard, I'm listened to, I'm validated in my eight hours I give to you each day. That's more important. I mean, I do agree with you. I've, I've read books about this, but there's going to be a stage and sat there that think you're talking twaddle. So I'll give you a great example. If they're, if they're on the wheel of life and they've got 10 as fun, but their financial side is four, and you're having a conversation, the fact that they're blowing their money in incorrect places and the reason why they need more money is a salary, that's a whole different conversation you're having than someone saying, I need a salary increase. Because all of a sudden you're putting, you're putting some parts, your ownership part, back to them on how you can support them as an employer. By the sounds of it, what you're saying is, is that you as the boss should be, almost be a, 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 a leader or a tribal leader to guide and support them on your, your team on their journey. A mentor, which should be the case of it. And, it, it, there, and there is parts to that. So if you've got someone, which I'd say on mental wellbeing spectrum that are really struggling and conflicting, and that's happening on a daily basis, then, then it's a case of actively trying to encourage them to take the step of seeing someone professional. But if you've got teams where you're trying to build them up and you're putting that in place and the, that word of life and that part to it, and they're having a balanced life, will naturally bring in a balanced work life which will naturally bring in more peak performance and come back to originally like they they're more likely to stay they're more likely to stay and perform better take them just a little bit more stress on but then you have the process in place to manage that and the original question was what was the link between mental well-being or brain health and performance is get that one right and the performance follows 100 percent. how do people find out more information about this there's loads of information out there like, feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy just to give people a start of guidance. Someone like Simon Sinek out there is a great person to look into about this. He's got some amazing videos. But the first part is going, we all experienced during COVID mental health problems. The first thing you need to look at is one of the key things I, I, I learned years ago was the day after Chris passed, I did a firewall for a local charity and I had to turn up to it. The guy... The guy who's running it lost his son. So he does a single time for change and he helps people through firework thinking differently in their, in their heads. Mm. And he put, he said, right, everyone, put your hand up if you talk to yourself. Half the people, 75% of the room put their hand up. He said, the other five, the other people didn't put their hand up, you're fucking lying. He said, because I asked you a question, you didn't respond openly, you thought about it in your head, so you do talk to yourself. And then you chose not to respond. What I learned from that was actually that people talk to themselves. Yeah. So if you turn around and say you don't talk to yourself, then you're lying because you're, you're having those conversations. So the first part is identifying that there is a mental health continuum spectrum model out there. You can look it up. It's called mental health continuum model. And you have red, uh, red, amber, yellow, and green. So you might be running that green, being where you said earlier you were seven or eight, and I might be running that a yellow. Someone else might be running that a red. But we all have brain health or mental health well-being. So 
there's not yes or no. You have it, I don't have it. So when you look in your environments, if you bring the first thing to do is bring into your environments that we're supporting mental well-being or brain health amongst all our staff. The people who we can identify that are the greens and yellows. The ones that are yellows, what can we get back to green? The people who are struggling and need to seek professional help. But that will start to, the first bit is recognising that everyone in the room in your company has some form of mental health. And your job as a leader is to support that because they are committing their own time and life to making you money. That, and that's the crux of it, isn't it? Is that they're spending most of their living day... Their trade-off is their life to burn your company money. So you owe it to them to make sure that their brain health... I like that. Yeah. That phrase. But also at the same time, you think about it, if you do that, like it's, if you look at it from a terminology of like a house, like if, you're, if your foundations and you've got subsidence and you want to put an extension on the roof, I think it's going to happen. So like you're never going to be able to grow or become the agency you want to do unless you have these key factors, environments, brain health, mm. like different parts, assets, core values, your mission, your value. That, that's what brings peak performance combined with mental well-being. Rob, thank you for your time today. Absolutely amazing. Thanks.